Hi. Hello, everyone. Here we are again. Yippee. <laughs> Welcome back to um, Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. For those of you who are in the Maharangi area, Snells Beach, Algies Bay, Americana, we are enjoying it, what looks like an amazing day. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully you're out and about enjoying the sun or we'll be able to get out and about and enjoy the sun. I guess that's one good thing about this sort of platform is we can um, gather together throughout the day or even tomorrow. But welcome back to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. It, um, yeah, it feels kind of crazy, doesn't it, to be back into level three, maybe level two for those people who are watching outside of um, the Auckland area. But yeah, welcome. Uh, I have been, oh, we've got some birthdays to celebrate as well. We'll try to get some chocolates to people as we celebrate our birthdays. But yeah, it's a big haul of people. And if you've had your wedding anniversary, because we don't have that information, um, maybe give us a message on the, on the Facebook or send us a text. And we'd love to celebrate your anniversaries as well. So, Angela. Yeah, so, hello. Nice to see you, sort of. I just said to Lennon, who would have thought uh, we were at Soup Sunday last week, and then this week we're in our lounge. So anyway, but the birthdays, Paul Chapman has his birthday today. Happy birthday, Paul. We might see you biking past our house. And during the week, um, Mark Alley, Kevin Gurney, Nicole Gurney, Denise Thomas, Lee Sanders, and Isaac Shaw all had their birthdays. So that is Happy a birthday, massive. everyone bunch of birthdays so we'll do our best to try and get chocolates to you we don't actually have any because this happened so quickly but we will um we'll see what we can do I'll try to click and collect or brave the grocery store again yeah. to get some chocolate but yeah so really uh, i just sort of wanted to start with just sharing a little bit about you know for the last couple of couple of weeks anyway i've been kind of doing what what normally is my practice of sort of as we're winding up um one series sort of praying thinking about where where to go to from here and looking at the calendar and time and space and all of those things. And, and really this the idea or the um, kind of leaning into the kingdom of God is something that I've spent quite a lot of time just sort of thinking about, praying about, wondering if that's our next step. And really that's come from the fact that we've just come off of, for those of you who are part of um, Maharangi Vineyard, we've just come off of a prayer series and that series started with really looking at the Gospels where Jesus' disciples had come to him and asked him really one of the only times ever a direct question, you know, teach us how to do something. And they, they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And, and Jesus' answer was, and I'm going to paraphrase this, you know, when you pray, our, you pray this, our Father in heaven, holy or hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And it's that idea that, you know, Jesus is inviting us to, to one, approach God as our Father, um, that hallowed be your name, you're holy, you're, you know, in heaven, which is that idea that God is not far off in heaven, like we may have the concept of heaven, but heaven is in all around us, as close as the air is to our skin. And then, then your kingdom come. And it's just that idea of, of really what does God's kingdom look like? You know, for us in, in level three or in level two, right here, right now, wherever you are, what does God's kingdom come look like? You know, is that, is that relevant? What, what does it, um, 
What does it mean in the midst of everything that, that's going on? What does it look like? Is it important? Does it matter? Um, as we're, we're a vineyard church, and so God's kingdom really is central to, to our theology and really our practice. The kingdom of God, um, what does that look like? <clears throat> Excuse me, for, for what does it look like right now for God's kingdom to invade our earth? And so, and really, what does it mean to pray God's kingdom come? That, that idea of praying that is, is our way of aligning our will to God's will. God's kingdom, in, in part, is what will the world look like when God, is, when God puts everything to right? You know, and I don't know about you, but I, it's something that I really cry out for in a world that seems so chaotic and so crazy with everything going on, God, you know, to pray God's will, God's kingdom come feels more appropriate, more irrelevant than, than it's ever been before. God, more what relevant, relevant, relevant. Uh, no, sorry, relevant <laughs> than it's ever been is God, what does, what do you want this world to look like in the midst of all that that's going on? You know, and, and we pray that knowing that Jesus in his coming, you know, in his life, in his ministry, in all of the things that he said, and all of the things that he did, did um, in his death, and in his resurrection, that is, that was, and is God's kingdom come. And yet, we all know, through through the pain, <clears throat> excuse me, through the heartache, through the hurtingness, through the brokenness, through all of the suffering that goes on in the world, that God's kingdom has come, and yet there is still more to come. There is more of God's kingdom that we long for, that we hope for, that we look for, that we lean into. And, and really, excuse me, I'll change my page. Gotta get better at my transitions. <clears throat> you know, for me, on Tuesday night when we got that announcement, I, there's no, no pretty way of saying it, I was so angry. Like, I'd love to say a, a righteous anger, you know, swelled up within me, but but I'm thankfully not that deluded. It, I wasn't. It wasn't righteous anger at all. It was plain down ugly. I was mad. I was really, really angry. And to be honest, I was surprised at my own feelings, um, at hearing the announcement and going to bed. And then, really, I remember vividly waking up Wednesday morning. And thinking, on oh, you know, this isn't, this wasn't just a bad dream. This this is real. And again, so angry at, at everything, at, at the message, at the messengers, um, and, and really, it was kind of, um, it was that sense of knowing too that that it really wasn't anger. I was feeling angry, but the reason why I was feeling angry was I felt so out of control. I felt so powerless so vulnerable. I was really afraid of what um, what was going to happen next, what, what was going to happen to to businesses and jobs and, and families and, and our own life and our own family and our own jobs, all of those things and, 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 and what was going to happen to those people around me and and when was it all going to be over? Is it was it always going to be over? Anyway, I won't plunge to the depths of my own um, my own despair. But 
I, I know myself well enough to know that I was in desperate need of some soul time. And, and for me, one of the greatest things that I can do for my soul is spend the day or spend time out in the garden. And so Thursday, being a beautiful day like it is today, very early, I got up and, and went out and put my gumboots on and went out into what is or was a very, very neglected uh, rose garden, vegetable garden, some other places um, that have just been covered in weeds. And I spent the day um, just mostly on my hands and knees pulling out weeds, one weed at a time. And, and in doing so, kind of like <laughs> ranting and raving in my head and, and then coming to a place of peace and praying again, God, let your kingdom come. What does your kingdom look like, God? What does what does me trusting in you look like now? What does me giving you all of my hopes and then and then vacillating back to anger and frustration and then lulling myself into the mundaneness and the, the numbness of just pulling out weeds, one weed after the other, and that finding actually some comfort, even in letting myself just kind of go to, as men would say, my nothing box and in and enjoying that. And, and really at the end of the day, and I did spend all day out there, at the end of the day being able to, to come inside, having, having encountered in some small way um, God's kingdom, his peace. What, what does it look like to know that in a world of, you know, nothing had changed in my world except that I had encountered God's peace in the midst of all of it, God's hope in the midst of all of it, that I was going to be okay. The people around me were going to be okay. The people I loved, the things I was worried about, were going to be okay because God's kingdom has come and will come again. And you know, just to find those pieces that that far, my Father in heaven, who is as close as the air was to my skin, was with me. That His name was holy. That He was good. That He was more beautiful than anything that I could ever hope or imagine for. Um, and that his kingdom has come and will continue to come right now in this present time. And so very softly and very calmly, without ever really noticing it, there was no moment out there where all of a sudden everything felt okay. But that's, I think, something of God's kingdom that I wanted to pull out, that it is often very small and very insignificant and very soft and yet makes a massive difference. Evangelist is just going to read now Luke uh, 12, where Jesus is saying this very thing and using a couple of really great analogies to do it. So I'm reading from Luke 12, verses 18 to 21 from the New Living Translation. And it says, Then Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It is like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree and the birds make nests in its branches. He also asked, what else is the kingdom of God like? It is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. I like that last one as we go into our lockdown bread making phases again. I haven't seen much on social media about it, but I'm sure it'll come. But it's that idea, and I guess this is really the one thing that I wanted to leave with us, is what if, what if in, in this season 
of, of level three or level two or, or, or whatever, um, wherever you're at, what that looks like. But what if in, in this season, we look for the small, the tiny, the, the littleness of often that can be very overlooked of God's kingdom come, whether that's a quiet word of encouragement to someone around us or to even to ourselves. What if it's, that's just doing one thing in our day that gives us life, that gives us hope? What if we as a people, as Maharangi Vineyard, where we can't meet together, that in our scattering, in a way, go out and become those very tiny, small seeds or little minute grains of yeast that make such a difference, but in very quiet, small ways? What if that is our challenge and our hope for the kingdom? that we look for the breaking in of God's kingdom right here, right now, in the very small, in the very insignificant, seemingly insignificant ways. So Lennon just asked me to share um, what my week has been like and kind of, yeah, what God's been saying to me. So to be honest, we were away. Well, I first of all got to witness Lennon's amazing unraveling, which... Um, <laughs> surprised me a bit because he's normally the one that's calming me and saying it'll be okay and so, it was so she gratefully kicked me out into yeah. the garden and <laughs> sort totally. myself out totally did but we were away last week um so glad that we got a break in before this um but we had our pastor's retreat in Papamoa um the week before last it would be and when we were there Dave McGregor who's the national director of Vineyard New Zealand he was really um quite clear with us that we need to know that this we will probably be returning to some sense of lockdown and we have to be prepared and I was just quite indignant like no way like why are you saying that and I don't really want to know that um and it really shocked me <clears throat> anyway all that to say on Tuesday night when that announcement was made I never for a minute thought it, I thought it would be Christchurch I didn't think it would be us and but I was pleasantly surprised, I'm not saying this to make Lennon feel bad, but at my ability to remain peaceful this time, which was the complete opposite of our last lockdown where I went into like actually phoning the doctor thinking I was having a heart attack. So this time I've managed to retain a level of peacefulness. Um, I think what, I, what happened that's probably felt different is this time I felt real heartache and it's for the others in my world, like I instantly went to, like, oh God, the mums that have to homeschool again, and the mm. people we know, people you know, that are, can't be with the people they love in hospital, and cut hours at jobs, we, we know that people have already experienced that, that this mm. kind of second lockdown has hit really hard, the whole rest home's going into lockdown again, families who can't see their elderly parents and all of that stuff and I was really overwhelmed for the others and if I'm completely honest slightly feeling sorry for myself that our very large bubble was resuming again because I love when they all go in the morning anyway so when Linda went out into the garden I turned to worship and not because I can sing I definitely can't but I know from past experience, it's a place I can go to find rest for my soul and to kind of re 
calibrate, so to speak, to instruct my soul, to remind myself who God is. So that's what I did. I got Anna's um, earpods and I turned on some of Deja's playlist from last time and, and I just worshipped and it is, has just been so encouraging to me. So when I wake up in the night now, because that's always kind of my, when I'm unsettled, that's what I'll do, I'll wake in the night. And so I have been waking in the night this week, but rather than laying there for hours and hours awake, I instantly just start praying. I did it last night when I woke up, and I pray for um, Alan Chapman Smith, and Sandra, and Kevin, and Cherry, and all of the people that I know of in my world who this is really impacting in a really um, hard way. I pray for the mums and the dads. I really feel for them going back. I mean, Ethan's year 13, and I don't actually know if he does anything at all. Um, and I, to be honest, don't really care because he's old enough to sort himself out. But for you mums and dads who have to face homeschooling again, I really, I'm praying for you. So I just wanted to touch too on Fran's message from whenever mm. she came and spoke, probably three or four weeks ago now, on lament. And I think for all of us, this has probably been a week of lament, a groaning of sort of, please God, not again. I don't quite know why we ever thought it wouldn't be again, but I definitely did. But I'm so grateful that within our vineyard theology that we can um, have a theology of lament, that it's totally okay to take those groaning parts of your soul to God. Mm. Those parts that just, you don't really even have to say anything. He knows, but to sit with him. So I just wanted to leave you with an encouragement to lament to lean on Jesus, to worship, to dig in your garden, if that's what you do. That's totally not what I would do. That would make me angry. Um, to find a space where you meet with Jesus. And for me, that's baking. I love to bake. Um, it might be reading your Bible. It might be going for a walk. It might be going for a run. Whatever it is, can I encourage you to meet with Jesus this week, mm. and to every day, to keep your soul restored? Psalm 142 says... This was David in the cave, so probably feeling somewhat like we're feeling now. But he says, uh, verse 1, I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I, when I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. I love that. We just wanted to um, finish this morning just by reminding you and, and asking you again to um, to continue to pray for Alan um, and Sandra Chapman-Smith. So a little bit of an update there was um, Alan has gone back into hospital, North Shore Hospital, with a um, needing to have an, a, an operation for an abscess. Um, so he's on IV antibiotics until that abscess is um, cleared up. Um, also just means that um, Sandra can't be, be with him or near him in the hospital. It, it probably does mean too that, that his chemotherapy, Alan's in the middle of chemotherapy, um, is going to have to be delayed and, and just really all of the extra stress. So can we please just really continue to pray God's kingdom um, to invade Alan and Sandra's life, you know, for to 
to encounter them in, in really small ways that make an incredibly significant change in his, in his healing, in his, and through, through all of the treatment, all of the side effects, the trips back and forth to Auckland, all of those things for Sandra being in, in a way in as just as difficult or if not more difficult in, in some ways, not that it's a competition, but, um, but you know, just that sense of having to watch the one person in life that you love the most go through a really difficult thing. Um, so let's continue to, to pray for them. A uh, bit of an update for Kevin, Kevin and Cherry. So Kevin had, um, is waiting in again, North Shore Hospital for a quadruple bypass surgery. Some really good news on that is that on, I guess today, um, Kevin is being transferred back to Auckland Hospital where he'll have be prepped for surgery either Monday or Tuesday. Um, again, that's really good news, so, but pray for obviously what is a pretty massive procedure. But again, just the real difficulty of Cherry not being able to be, and family not being able to be there with him. Um, so let's let's continue to pray. Let's continue to lift those up. And then, and really all those, really the idea that God's kingdom would come into their life, that, that they would encounter people, they would encounter Jesus who will be, um, a peace in really mm. difficult times or be a hope in times where there's so much uncertainty um, that we would be that we would pray and stand with them you know for both of them I've been in contact this week just that reminding again that that in the in the midst of suffering in the midst of hard times we are not alone we have one another and we have Jesus to stand with us so please pray for them mm. And on that note, please, if you need anything, reach out to us. I know um, I've heard lots of you say it to us. We don't want to bother you. You're busy. We're not busy. Um, we are here and we're available. And I know it's different for each of you what this season looks like right now. And some of you um, are really struggling. So please reach out and we would love to do what you know, whatever we can to support you. And if it's not us, it's finding people to put around you to support you in, in what you need right now. And I just want to end by saying, just go well. We don't know how long this is going to be for. Um, let's pray. It's not for too long, for our sake. <laughs> when we had to do this again, I was like, oh no, I never thought we would. Um, and I'll be praying for all you mums and dads who are homeschooling this week and all of those things Lynn had talked about. My personal bit of advice for the parents is, oh my gosh, look at this weather, just take the kids outside and don't worry about. Some sort of science lesson. Yeah, totally. The grass is green, photosynthesis, there you go. It's a, day's, it's a day's schooling for sure. Yeah. Anyway, love you all very much. Um, look forward to gathering together again. Um, probably like this next week, but who knows what the future holds. So we'll just finish by praying. Father, we thank you so much that you are, you are holy. You're good and you're beautiful and there's nothing else in the universe that can compare to who you are. God, we thank you that you are God in he heaven, <clears throat> which is that you are close as the air is to our skin right now. And God, I ask that your closeness would be so evident to all those who are watching now in the midst of their family, in the midst of their bubble, in the midst of all that they hold, all that they carry, 
God, would they know you to be so close? And God, we ask collectively that your kingdom would come mm -hmm. right now on earth as it is in heaven. God, in, in the big ways and the ways that we have first imagined, but God, would you expand our understanding of the coming of your kingdom to include the small, almost insignificant from the surface, those things that we overlook, those things that we downplay. God, would you remind us that it is those very little things that change the course of history, that, that actually usher in heaven into earth? Mm -hmm. And would you invite us into those little things throughout this week? We pray. Amen. 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 Have a great week, everyone, and we'll be in touch. Continue to pray for those people and for the ones. And, if, and like Angela said, reach out if you'd like someone to stand with you. Have a great day. Go enjoy that stunning sunshine. See ya.